Welcome to Buy Size Dental Marketing. Today we have Jake HP. I'm so excited to have some new blood on the phone. Me and Ian have been carrying the team on uh, on concurrent appearances here. We like let, to keep let, it fresh. We love some fresh meat on the show. And Jake, <laughs> nobody's fresher than Jake. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so... I really loved having you join the company and the perspective you bring to the paid media team. And I want to know what are some ways that Google doesn't carry the team? What What are some ways that Google doesn't help the situation out? What can yeah. we do better? Not we, so, the Google. <laughs> Actually, I did some preparation. I wrote down a few things that, you know, the, the reasons that Google ads can be so complicated and so complex. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, these are my top reasons for it is because if you want to be successful in Google ads, you need to first be a good copywriter. Uh, you need to understand your searcher's intent. You need to be able to analyze the data and you need to be able to track the conversions. And then you need to be able to, you know, use, utilize SEO and design to optimize the pages that people are hmm. going to land on, do your keyword research. There are just so many moving parts to what it takes to run successful Google ads. Uh, okay. And I think therein lies kind of the what makes it so tricky making your Google Ads work. Now, I'm going to see if I remember what you said. You said copywriting. Yes. Intent, consumer mm -hmm. intent. Yep. Measuring the effectiveness. Yes. Yeah. All the metrics and analytics that come mm -hmm. out of it. And then some version of conversion rate optimization on the site. Yeah, absolutely. Jake, what would you say is of that list, what do people get wrong? If, uh, if you had a, mm. a magic wand that could show what, what, what do you think right now when it comes to paid media, what are some of the most obvious rather mistakes that people are making I, without really understanding it? I'm excited. I have an opinion, but I want to hear Jake's. I want to see if we agree. I think one of the biggest mistakes you can make is going in to Google ads, thinking that you're going to you know, you're going to plan out this elaborate campaign or multiple campaigns, and you're immediately going to strike gold. Um, I think that's the biggest mistake because assuming success, yeah, assuming I think success the, mm -hmm. to be successful with Google ads, you need to understand that it's going to take time and it's going to take a lot of optimizations. Every market is different. You know, every practice that we work with is different and has a way that they need to be represented, right? So that the expectation of a customer who sees the ads and goes to the practice actually is in alignment. So you need you need time and you need constant um, optimization. And the other part is that Google is always changing as well. Uh, what's happening in the back end? Mm -hmm. uh, so I think the the testing component is the, the most important of the things he listed i think the thing that i get most wrong and and funny enough this does tie into what jake just said is i think determining consumer intent in google ads is more complex than it sounds i think it's easy to say like oh what's their intent and like so someone's searching for a dentist near me i think that's a very easy intent like i'm looking for a dentist near me Someone searching for best cosmetic dentist near me. I think I'm searching for a good, you know, cosmetic dentist near me. I think where, and I, and I think on the surface, that's an incredibly simple topic. I, I do. I think where it gets nuanced is, is the, 
the three, the broad, the phrase and the exact match terminology that Google uses to determine your keyword type, I find is very complex because exact match is not exact match. Exact match is close exact, but, and, and, you know, it accounts for misspellings and things, but they've loosened that over time to where it used to be to the letter and now it's more directional. So a good, a good example is where I think where it starts to uncover is, um, dentist near me that accepts some insurance plan. Well, that even that phrase, if it's, you know, to your point is I think that starts to get complicated around why is that person searching for that? And how much do I want to bid on that term? And what is the cost of crowns? Okay. I, I think if you're looking for the cost of crowns, I think that's a really high intent keyword, but I don't think it's the type of patient that you want if they're looking for the cost before they even know what type of crown it is and, and what tooth it's on and, and any number of, of topics. And that's where I find of the things he listed, I think that consumer intent is probably the most complicated of those for me to judge. Now, you know, Jake, Jake went in a different direction and I liked it better. When you're trying to formulate the strategy for what you want to accomplish, you're always going to start by trying to connect, uh, you know, an audience who has a problem with the solution. And so you have to pick where on the funnel of like intent, really, they are. And that's going to drive what you do. Um, so I, I think that you're completely right that the understanding intent is probably one of the most important on that list. Mm. Give me an example of what you mean by that. If I'm if I'm trying to really get butts and seats, I'm going to target the high uh, intent keywords uh, rather than people who are maybe just price shopping. So if someone's looking for um, education around a topic, that's still very valuable to market so that people are aware of the practice being there and what they offer, right? So if it's dentists that do implants, it, maybe that's the, the, the phrase that we're doing for, uh, for the keywords. Maybe the intent is lower than something like single tooth price or payment mm. plans, right? The, these things have different intents associated with them because of person ready to open their wallet, right? They're saying, I'm looking for actively looking for prices and I'm shopping for options versus the person who is saying, maybe I have a problem, maybe I need implants, right? Uh, I had a quick question, um, Jake, a little while ago, you mentioned about, or well, when you listed what you said, you said even an SEO and that all ties in together. The question that we often get is, do I need paid media? Do I need SEO? Where does this play within the success of my business? And how would you go about it if, if you started from scratch for a new client? I would definitely start with the paid media, like search, um, search campaigns, because those are going to be those um, people with high intent searching for a dentist, mm. right? Generate think, the awareness first of, of that the company even exists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I think those are the first, uh, those are the most kind of results driven, I'd say, like you're going to mm -hmm. see results immediately from running those search campaigns. Whereas maybe if I do more awareness or branding type uh, campaigns that aren't search or 
are on Facebook or something, right? These are great to have and they're going to help your your marketing efforts. But maybe maybe we won't see the benefit until we're doing a remarketing campaign off of what we're doing with it, right? Initially, maybe months down the line or something like that. Um, mm. But as for how SEO ties into it um, or design, I mean, they're they're all linked. Um, I can't really say, you know, you, you need to just start with paid media and then do SEO and then do design because the type of media we get, the organic content, uh, the type of uh, creative things that we're generating to use in the ads, I mean, though, those can drive what kind of campaigns we can successfully run as well. So they are incredibly important. Um, maybe, maybe their website is really not great. So even if we're driving all that, um, those clicks to the website, then that landing page, wherever they're landing, won't convert. Won't convert. So I think, yeah. yeah. So everything's really important. Um, and, you know, I think that's the benefit of us being a full stack agency is like, you know, we can, we can start all these things concurrently. Now, who's out there running a Google campaign that you really like, Jake? It's a, it's a good question. You've been working on the BISH, right? Mm -hmm. I have been, I've been working on DDD. Yes. I have been building that one from scratch and I do really like it. But as I was saying earlier with um, everything needs optimizing, I, I think it's going to take time for, for me to be like, it's one of my favorites at this point, mm. because um, the way I set it up is that I actually set it up to be more broad. So I included some broad matches and things like that, that maybe will bring in bad search terms. And what I'm going to be doing is checking on it regularly so that I can add negative keywords to it. and start refining you know that that net i'm casting a very wide net with it to see what works see what the market is like in this area and then just by giving it time uh, to run and learn and checking up on it every week i'm going to start really pinpointing in on what's working when you have googled around what do you see is i kind of want to go back to one of ian questions as, as one of the common mistakes in google ads a big mistake that people can make with Google ads is just auto applying all of the Google recommendations. You're always going to be getting like Google suggestions, even if you're on meta and you're doing Facebook stuff or Instagram, it's always going to be like Facebook recommends this and they'll, <laughs> they'll have a, an option to auto apply them. And I, I have you, a quick question. Sorry to yeah. interrupt you, Jake, but, but on that point, do you think maybe that the auto optimization has something to do with how will we profit the most <laughs> like Google and Facebook is like, yeah, that was my, we next can do, <laughs> we can do, we can do this for you and we'll just run it and we'll kind of match what you think trust, you trust need. Me. I'll, I'll but take trust care of it. me. I'll take care of it. Yeah. But for this, I'm going to charge you a nice little premium that you would not have otherwise. And, and technically on the paperwork, that little premium will never show. But maybe if you went in and you had optimized it yourself, you could have gotten that click for way cheaper than what they mm -hmm, bid it for. Mm -hmm, right. mm -hmm. I mean, they're they're a business; they're making money, <laughs> um, and they're going to try and upsell you, like you know, with your ads. And I think it, it's funny. I was talking to Andre uh, a couple of days ago, and he was we were talking about how crazy it is that, like, where else will you find an auction 
where the person auctioning also gets to determine how much you're bidding, right? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. like, it's crazy, but that's, how, that's what's happening. So, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, they've got a lot of leverage. <laughs> and if you think about Uber years ago, and you used to be able to Uber really cheap. Uber used to be mm. in DoorDash today. Crazy uh, you know, cheap. It was crazy cheap. Man, they used to just want you to use the app. And mm. and then over time, as we got addicted to the convenience, they jacked up the prices to where, I mean, I'm paying a $20 premium sometimes for the family of four, like it's, it's wild at how expensive it's gotten. I think Google ads has gone through a similar evolution to where I, I do believe in my heart that even though Google is a for-profit company, I think some period of time ago, they legitimately needed to see advertisers get ROI. And as it became ubiquitous with digital marketing, they moved away from like, you're going to do it because you're going to have FOMO if you don't. It's now ingrained in our strategies that we have to do it. And somewhere in that shift, it got unhealthy of now you had to watch out because they were tacking on all the little things. And, and I, and just, and again, I know they don't directly correlate because they're different services, but just like DoorDash just crept up the price. And, you know, now there's a, a fast delivery fee and a surcharge and a this mm -hmm. charge and that Google didn't do that. They, they're still, you know, at auction. But I think a good example is when they broadened what exact match means. I think that had a multi-million, perhaps billion dollar rippling effect of now you're bidding on terms that you didn't intend. And the way negative match works and... Uh, at some point, they even talked about getting rid of the search terms report where you could really see what you were searching. And, and I think they've right. watered down the product sufficiently to where now it's just all about money because you're addicted to the traffic, if you will. Hmm. And I, th I think we've seen that evolution happen in Google. Now, yeah. I don't know when it was, but I felt I have I have felt inched into it over the years. And and did the the killing of uh, cookies and things like that did was that around the same time that it played into that where the user agreements and things like that have limited google or do you think google is just leaning into that and going well this is very inconvenient for you but we can now roll out products that get you to accidentally spend thousands of more dollars um than what you did before i think it was all the same trend but i think it was moving there regardless Mm. Mm. I, I think it's been moving there for a long time and you know, it just, I'll give you a good example. I, I, and again, I'm, I'm going to pick on Google cause you know, they're the 800 pound gorilla go Google worst dentist near me. And you will see people bidding on that term. Now I'm going to argue they're not bidding on it on purpose, but if Google really had my best interest, they would not show my ad for those terms. But I promise you in Grapevine, Colleyville, Texas, if you Google worst in near me, you will get some ad results that will cost those users, cost those businesses clicks if you click on it. Mm. And I think that's such a stupid miss of, <laughs> you know, a negative keyword 
Mm-hmm. And man, I just I I pray that we <laughs> we never have an office show up. <laughs> but, but like no, we can assure you that we do run. Jake's like, sure? Jake like sure, I guarantee, I guarantee it. Yeah, worst worst is in every single one of our <laughs> But and again, I, I know that I'm picking on Google, but like. Why would I want to show up for worst in this near me? I will tell you when they started loosening phrase and exact matches, people started showing up for that term because they didn't understand the impacts of negative keywords. And, you know, we've kind of gone off topic now to this is an anti Google rant, but um, <laughs> we love it. Google, please, if you're listening, rank us number one. Rank our clients. Rank us. Our, uh, our give us. <laughs> we, lo- we love you. We love you. It's becoming that Google fit. So I'm going to get back to Jake's talking points a bit. I don't know where the shift happened, but it, it happened gradually over time. And I now feel they just want my money. And mm. it's become more complicated to have a successful campaign. I, and, and I will say, I think dentistry is specifically at a disadvantage because of the fact that so much dentistry happens over the phone. And phone calls are inherently more difficult to track than a mm-hmm. conversion on a site, a, a click to call, uh, um, you know, check just because cards. you have the offline yeah, checkout the, card. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you lose fidelity in the tracking and that makes it inherently more difficult in dental. Um, but Jake, Jake, bring us back. Why did you, you don't, don't sure, let in and um, get a soft track here. Your, your point though segues well into something else. I, I can mention, which is that, you know, Google ads, Facebook ads, all, all the platforms, they're always working on new things, rolling out new anything. I mean, they're doing loads of different things. So I was going to say it's super important to be part of, I guess, a greater community of people doing PPC. For me, that is Reddit. I read Mm -hmm. a lot of people posting on PPC or digital marketing or Mm -hmm. Google ads, whatever it is. I, I read a lot. Um, you'll see trends where people are complaining about a certain campaign type that just all of a sudden stopped performing well, or they're saying, hey, this is actually working really well for me. And that's super important because the landscape is always shifting. Having your finger on the pulse uh, as a digital marketer, I think is pretty critical. Well, Jake, that was wonderfully insightful. And thanks for your, for your, first, uh, for your first bite of dental marketing. Some fresh meat. Yeah. Yeah. Some fresh meat. That was your body little marketing. A new face. Thanks for yeah. jumping on. A new face. Thanks, Jake. New, a new handsome devil is in the house. Thank you. <laughs>